We have something to be hopeful about today, guys. I mean, we always have something to be hopeful about in Jesus, but today we actually have something to be hopeful about in just human nature, in humanity. And I'm so thrilled to talk about it with y'all as well as some other hot topics. So let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh, and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey guys, okay, before we jump into the meat and potatoes today, I want to go over a couple of news headlines, just weigh in, make sure you're not missing the critical pieces, and uh, then I'm going to talk about this trucker convoy because I am just shocked at how many people don't know about it, and it is the coolest So I'm really, that's where I'm going to give a lot of my weight. But before I do that, I just want to tell you all a cool story. If you don't know, I live on 84 acres in Middle Tennessee. And I am not a, I mean, I've become a country girl. I have lived here now for four years. I'm sorry, five years. And so, you know, I get it done when I need to, but I'm more of a homebody, especially in the winter when it's real cold. Like today, the high was like 33. Um, and it's it's kidding season, which means baby goats are being born. And they're all born at once. We have like, I don't know, 19 goats or something. They're really my daughters. She's in charge. And they all, you know, they all get pregnant. And then they all have babies like the same week. So we're actually up to six baby goats born in the last like seven days. And it's been a little bit of a cold snap. And that's why it usually happens in like just the bitter cold, right? And we almost always lose one or two. I think last year we lost two because it would like froze. Yeah, it was just so freezing cold. And we ended up with three bottle babies last year because... It was so cold and the moms were first time moms and I don't know, but they midnight and I've got three baby goats in my kitchen and my daughter is feeding them from a bottle. All that to say today, my husband, as he's getting ready to leave, he said, there's a mom out there in labor and you're going to have to keep an eye on her. And I'm like, keep an eye on her. Like, what does that mean? What do you, (laughs) what do you mean? Keep an eye on her. And he's like, okay, got to go. And he heads out and my daughter's out there and she's like, you got to come out and help me. So I have to get on like my bibs and all of my things because it's so cold and it's like icy, snowy. And we go out there and poor mama, like something's up. She has something dangling and it shouldn't be. And I, you know, I'm like, oh man, I don't think the baby's going to make it. But sadly, If baby doesn't make it and mom can't get baby out, then mom doesn't make it. And I'm like, pressure is on farm mom. So um, needless to say, we wait a little bit longer. She gets some something out. It's not a nose or feet, which is what is supposed to come out. 
and it's just like a big blob of brown something of the body and then she basically stops and gives up and lays down and she's like whimpering and I can tell she's not contracting anymore and so my older kids had run back to the barn and my little six-year-old sitting there and I'm like okay buddy and I take off my wedding ring and I'm like I need you to zip this into your little pocket and I'm gonna get this baby out right now and I delivered a baby goat who did not make it the goat did not make it which I already kind of knew that just based on the way the whole thing was unfolding but um saved mama which is kind of cool and so I fully didn't have gloves and just reached my little arms in there and pulled out a little baby goat so there you go there's a little uh in case you're wondering how real it gets around here, that's a high level of real today on the farm, and I had to share it, because when you're not on social, who do you tell these things to? It's got to be you guys. Okay, so let's talk a touch about some headlines that are coming out right now. I literally just read that there's a new study that shows uh, natural immunity lasting 20 months, which beats every single vaccine studies to date and beats previous natural immunity studies, obviously. So the longer we are into this thing, the longer we're gonna continue to have this evidence of natural immunity being the most efficient and longest lasting protection that we can have, which is really awesome. Uh, there's also, you know, it's, it's speculated that nine out of 10 Americans have had this as, uh, you know, over the last, gosh, coming up on, two and two years. Yeah. March of 2020, we started this whole nonsense. So a lot of us have had it. We, a lot, a lot, a lot of us have survived. And that is definitely not something to minimize. That is something to celebrate. And those of us on the other side of this illness have really robust and complete immunity, especially if you do not have the jab. That's an extra element. It seems to be even longer lasting. And um, more re uh, resistant to the Omicron variant, which is, again, no big deal. It seems to be much more mild. All the evidence is still suggesting that, so that's good stuff. Um, I am seeing more and more pushback in schools of kids pushing back against these mask mandates, and I gotta say, I really didn't realize that some of my very close people in my inner circle still have their kids wearing masks at school. I'm like, goodness gracious, this is our opportunity, guys, to really, you know, get our kids ready for the fight in front of them. They're going to be the generation of adults right behind us, right? Like a lot of them, especially if they're high school kids, if they're younger kids, you know, if they're in elementary school, then you got to fight that fight. And if you can possibly do it, get your child out of school. Oh my gosh, get your child out of school um, if you can possibly swing that. If you cannot and your kid is older, get them equipped to fight this fight, you know, really arm them because, you know, we just, we're not going to always be there to, to fight the fight and to go to the school boards and to push back on these mandates and these things. We've got to equip our children younger and younger to do it. And I saw this video of a senior boy in Washington state in a parking lot. It looked like a, a school parking lot, just holding a rally of encouraging these students to go the following day to school without masks on and that there was power in numbers and he was asking every to, everybody to be respectful of the teachers. This isn't an opportunity for you to disrespect your teachers. Just very respectfully say you're not going to put it on and go to class. And if they kick you out, then leave. And if you need a ride home, call me or call a senior and we will give you a ride home. And I'm just like, that 
kids, parents are awesome. <laughs> that is a leader in this, in this world. That is a, a 18 year old, 17 year old that is ready to come into adulthood and ready to stand on their principles and not ready to fold. And again, I don't know if you've heard the edict that, let's see if I can get it right on the first try. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make weak times. <laughs> you got that cycle? So we are in the um, in the, the time where we have weak men. We have weak people. We just have people that are afraid to stand up. We are people that are just compliant by nature, people that have had it so good. And we've talked about this before. We've been so blessed in this country where we, we don't even wonder for the great majority of us where our next meal is going to come from or, you know, where we could go and get a job. I mean, there's a, an abundance of employment. There's a, an abundance of uh, opportunity. There's an abundance of resources. I mean, we have just, we're, we're so blessed that now we can wonder which gender we are, right? I promise you there are not people in tribes in Africa wondering if they're a girl or a boy. They're they just don't have the luxury to even wonder those things, to even contemplate those things because there are higher priorities on their list of things that they need to think about. So I am really encouraged to see that the hard times we're facing right now is shifting that into creating stronger men. And, you know, I'm not, it's not just the man, but I'm okay saying that men should be strong. I'm totally okay talking about the Yellowstone TV show, man, if you haven't watched Yellowstone get on it. It's like the Tiger King of this year, right? So make sure you watch that. And it, it really shows that there is a masculine male and that both women and men are attracted to that. And I don't mean attracted sexually. I mean, like, yes, that it, that just makes me want to watch. That makes me want to pay attention. That triggers something deep inside. That is a natural response to the man to want to be like that, to the woman to be attracted to that, right? So that's a little tangent for you. So that's exciting to see. Uh, going in some different directions here, uh, we reached $30 trillion in our national debt, which is a new ceiling for us. Congratulations, America. You're breaking all the wrong records. So proud of us. And I want to remind you guys, I'm being sarcastic if you're not catching that, I want to remind you that 80% of all the dollars that have ever existed have been printed in the last four years. 80% of all of the money that has ever existed, all of the dollar bills were printed in the last four years, you guys. We are, like, if you're not, if that doesn't just, like, really click in your brain that this is not normal, this is not sustainable, we are headed for, like, full speed for a cliff, and all I can think, literally what just Holy Spirit just put in my head is this idea of the of Jesus chasing the pigs off of the cliff, right? Because the, he's run the demons into the pigs and now he's running the pigs off the cliff. That's us right now. We are being run off the cliffs full of demons. I don't know why that just came to my mind, but it feels like maybe we're the pigs. Okay, so 30 trillion, terrible news, terrible, terrible. And we are desensitized to this. Like we can't even fully wrap our heads around what a $1 trillion is. Like we can't even really go there in our brain because it's just so big of a number to even comprehend. And I, I don't even think I really, I 
I don't think I really knew that in the early 2000s, we actually had a balanced budget under Clinton, no less, right? We didn't have this debt. This is all accrued in our recent history. It's not like we've had a running tally. It is Obama was a huge, 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 huge starter of the spending. And I'm not letting Bush off the hook, but Obama really drove it through the roof. And then, of course, it carried on through our presidents up until now. I mean, Trump isn't off the hook either. It's not Republican or Democrat, which reminds us all that this isn't a this side or that side is right and the other is wrong. It isn't that simple. You're never on the right side unless you're really being objective and looking at the evil in, in the whole system and, and really seeking to understand how can we shift and how can I play a role in the shift, okay? I'm going to change subjects again. Okay, why are we trying to vaccinate the children? <laughs> why are we trying to vaccinate the children? This was an interesting thing I learned. The vaccine companies currently have immunity, which means you cannot sue the vaccine companies for injury at, so long as it is under the EUA, which is the Emergency Youth Use Authorization. And I want to remind everybody that every single vaccine available in the United States right this minute is under an EUA. No vaccines available in the United States are FDA approved, zero none. This is an emergency use authorization. That's hard to say for some reason. So they currently have immunity from injury and man, do they need it because they'd be brokeity broke broke if people could actually sue it. The reason is you're entering into, you know, a trial, a medical trial. This is, we're still in the trial phases of these vaccines. So if you have it, you are part of the trial data uh, that it may or may not even be collected. Who knows? But you're basically taking the risk on yourself. It's, you're taking it away from the vaccine companies, right? So the other reason, the other way that they can get immunity from being sued is if this jab is added to the child vaccine schedule. This is why there's a little bit of this collusion to get it in kids, to get it required to go to school. Because so long as it is required to be part, you know, like MMR and polio and all of these other vaccines that are on our kids' schedule, there's 72 different doses of, gosh, like 18 or 17 different vaccines. I can't even remember them all now, but it's outrageous. And I'm so sad that I didn't know then what I knew now because I would have made different choices in regards to vaccination. But if this jab gets on the child schedule, then they continue their immunity. This is behind the desire to vaccinate kids. There is, we know, again, I just try to make sense of it. We know that there is no risk to children. Fauci now wants to do the six months to four-year-olds. There's zero risk for that category. Zero, 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 no risk. And we now know that the jab doesn't stop transmission whatsoever and it doesn't prevent you from getting the illness. So again, the only reason this even makes kind of sort of sense, I just like to find the sense of it, is for their own immunity. They want to continue to, to stick this in as many humans and make as many dollars as they possibly can and they need to do that without immunity or with immunity. I'm sorry. So that's interesting. Learn that. Censorship. Okay, we are watching just this really strange attack on Joe Rogan on Spotify. All these, you know, starting with our Neil Young, which I'm like, okay, the seven people who still care about Neil Young are all butthurt that Neil Young pulled his music off Spotify, I guess. 
and it really didn't have enough weight. And so, I don't know, maybe he called his friends and was like, other people need to do this. Or maybe he just needed to be the example. But now people are saying it's me or Joe Rogan, basically. And they're saying, I'm going to pull my music or my content off of Spotify unless Spotify or someone else takes Joe Rogan off the off of the platform. You guys, censorship is such a wild thing because never, 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 not one time when when there is a party or a government or a an entity that is engaging in censorship, not one time are they on the right side of history. They're always on the side of mass genocide. They're always on the side of massive overreach. And in essentially an enslavement of their people comes next. Again, what we talked about last podcast was the definition of fascism is essentially a public and private partnership where the government is in control of everything and the entities, the businesses, the corporations that agree with what the government edict says, they get to continue to do business according to accordingly and everybody else doesn't. Hitler was a, just, he nailed this, of censoring the opposition, censoring the other parties. This is classic tyranny. This is classic, you guys. It's so important that we know our history, but please do not get wrapped up in People should not be allowed to share their opinion, even if you adamantly disagree with them. They should absolutely have the right to say it because I promise you it will flip and you will be on the other side and you will be silenced in a way that you couldn't even possibly fathom. And to hear it come out of Jen Psaki's mouth, our lovely press secretary, straight from the White House that she believes in this censorship tells me every single thing I need to know about the Democratic Party and about our administration currently, right? Not that I needed any more information about where they stand in terms of human rights and just evil or good, right? We all know where that all lands. Okay, Facebook, on this note of censorship, Facebook has towed the line of censorship. They love it. And remember, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So this is one of the same, right? These are two of the same thing. They lost $200 billion in the last couple of days because they got their their quarterly report back and they have, for the first time since the platform has existed, lost users and lost daily usage of the users they have. They're in decline. Praise Jesus. The Goliath is falling. I'm so excited to hear this and I just want to say If you have left the platforms, if you are looking for alternatives that support free speech, I'm on Getter, by the way, and I'll pop my thing in there. I'll pop my um, thing in the show notes in case you are on Getter and want to be on Getter. It's It's not perfect. It's not awesome. It's not great. It's not what we're used to, but it is a platform that supports free speech, and I will continue to get on those sorts of platforms, right? So... If you have left Facebook or Instagram, you are a part of this and I congratulate you and I celebrate you. If you can stop using it even, I am just so excited for you. I understand like I still look at certain things that are sent to me to, you know, it's a great source of information, but it is so minimal to what it used to be before, right? I get the great, great majority of my information from Telegram, which is an app that supports free speech. And I am able to follow a lot of the same people that I would follow on Instagram and get the same information. So if you can pivot, pivot 
get off of these platforms because it does make a difference and it is going to end up being the end of these terrible tyrannical platforms. Okay, Russia going to war with Ukraine. I don't even know what I think about that. We'll see what happens there. I'll do a podcast about that. But that's a big thing we're watching. I think we've got the Olympic Games right now happening, starting. And, you know, last time there was an Olympics, Russia pulled a move. So we'll just have to see what Russia does during these Olympic Games. Keep an eye. 2,000 Mules. Have you heard of this documentary coming out by Dinesh D'Souza? I am so excited to watch it because it is about ballot harvesting and all of the harvesting that happened in Georgia, which is, of course, an illegal way of collecting ballots for other people. Whether you got them from them, you're not allowed to do that. You can only take ballots to a Dropbox location for yourself and your immediate family members that live in your house. If you went and got all the ballots on your street and took them to a Dropbox, that would be illegal. If you went and got ballots that were not yours and filled them in, of course that would be illegal and then took them, then that would be illegal obviously. But there was a little bit of a trafficking situation where these people were paid $10 a ballot for everyone they got in the Dropbox. This is super illegal. This is what this movie's about in case anybody is still wondering about election integrity in 2020. Okay, those are the things I wanted to bring your attention, but the majority of the rest of the time that we're gonna hang out, I want to just tell you I have hope in humanity because of what is going on in Canada. It brings me to tears every day that I watch these videos. I'm just so excited to see humble Americans taking a peaceful stance and it is working. So what happened here is to my understanding, as far as I can piece together this, the semi-trucks that drive from America to Canada and Canada to America, obviously Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau who is the, uh, oh gosh, Prime Minister of Canada, that's what he's called, is, I can't stand this man. He is the most pompous, arrogant, young, perfect example of like the beta male that is being just chucked out of this generation that I'm in. Like just this weak, wimpy, antagonistic, idealist that can't back up anything with logic, just garbage. I just can't stand him. He is the prime minister and he has been just wildly tyrannical. And of course, Canada is very socialistic as it is and they're a very compliant culture. Um, you know, they don't have quite the same spirit as America. And I say that because I've talked to a number of Canadians that say America is truly the last beacon. Like I think of Canadians as very similar to America and in a lot of ways they are, but they don't have the, the rebel spirit, you know, like that's the, the, the thing with America is that we're, we're just feisty. Like we're, we're willing to fight for our freedom. We've done it again and again. Canada doesn't have that same history and certainly doesn't have that same cultural element, right? And so they have kind of been very, very, very locked down. I mean, we I followed earlier in the pandemic um, a Polish-Canadian pastor that was arrested several times for keeping church open through the pandemic, stuff like this. Like, it, it just never went. In America, we got our churches back opened. In Canada, like that didn't happen, right? It didn't go that way. So it's kind of like every win we've had here in America against the tyrannical government, it's gone the opposite way in Canada. All the way to and including this just absolutely insane amount of mandates around this jab, okay? Especially, again, it just makes no more sense to me that we're this far into this narrative and we now know it's admitted everywhere that it doesn't stop transmission and it doesn't stop you from getting it. 
then what the heck are we even doing? Get it if you want it. If you think that it helps you not get sicker, that's fine. But the mandates just absolutely make no sense. No logical sense at all. And I will argue that I don't even, I don't want to even talk about exemptions to a mandate. I should be able to just say no thank you because the only thing the product does is help me personally, maybe, and we don't even really have data supporting this, maybe I won't get as sick. So I can say no thank you if I don't want to take on the additional risks that are now very, very well documented of having this job. Like, I should just be able to say, so the mandates have got to go. I don't need to ask for an exemption from a mandate. No, I just should be able to not have to have it. Like that's the way that it should be. I hope we're all on the same page with that. Okay. So the Canadian semi-truck drivers are not allowed to leave Canada. They cannot cross the border without getting vaccinated. And they certainly cannot come back into Canada if they're not vaccinated. So there's two opportunities for them to get, you know, essentially locked in or locked out of their country. And Americans, which are not under Canadian authority, are now not allowed to deliver their stuff into Canada because they're, if, if I should say, they're not vaccinated, they cannot cross into Canada to do their job, right? Which you would think is not very self-serving. That would actually only hurt Canada if, drivers cannot drive into Canada and deliver their goods. But I don't know. I'm not calling the shots. Logic is gone. Logic has left the building, right? So the truckers, which are largely, this is like the perfect, beautiful movement. It's not a union movement. Truckers are largely independent contractors. They got together and decided, you know what? We're going to protest this unitedly. And they got, I think they crossed into Canada. And this is predominantly Canadian truck drivers that are doing this. However, there are some Americans, there are farmers, and of course, there's a ton of citizens that are out supporting this. But I believe they came from Alberta and they drove across Canada to Ottawa, which is where the capital is in Canada. And I mean, we're talking hundreds of miles in the dead of winter in Canada, like, let me just paint a picture. It's not like this is a convenient and beautiful time of year to wage this kind of a protest, but they just decided we're done. And estimates are 50,000 trucks, well, between 50 and 100,000 trucks are a part of this convoy. It's been going on for several weeks now. Of course, the media says zero things about it because it would not behoove them to advertise that there is this large of a movement happening and that it is potent that just tells you it has the absolute effectiveness right it it just tells you that they're afraid of it <laughs> it tells you that it's the right thing to do because it will actually carry weight i mean think about it trucks bring us everything we need from gas to food to products to grain to tomatoes to everything so for them to unite and say, we're not going on our routes, we are going to Ottawa. And they have said they are going to stay in Ottawa until the vaccine mandate is lifted. And what's so wonderful about it is they're not just about truckers. Like it started, you need to lift the vaccine mandates off the truckers so that we can do our job because they basically made it impossible for Canadian truck drivers to do their job without getting the mandate, the vaccine, I'm sorry. So they're saying we're going to stay in Ottawa until the vaccine mandates are lifted. Hilariously, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, in his, all his beta man glory, 
runs away from Ottawa. He claims to have been exposed to COVID and goes into isolation as the convoy begins two weeks ago, maybe. And as they approach Ottawa, he leaves and goes into hiding because he's afraid of his, you know, for his safety. Of course, the truckers have done zero things. When, when we look at the riots of the summer of 2020 and we look at the convoy, it could not be two more polar opposite approaches to making your voice heard. Could not be more opposite. These truckers have been peaceful the entire way. They have driven the highway. They haven't broken any laws. There's this beautiful long line of truckers that goes on and on and on and on and on across Canada to Ottawa. Now they're just swarming into Ottawa. They're still coming. And now they had farmers get on their tractors in the dead of winter and go however fast a tractor can go, which you've been behind a tractor if you're in any kind of rural community, and it is not fast. And they have gone the route all the way into Ottawa. And all along the road, you guys, there was just such beautiful videos, literally, that just brought me to my knees of people meeting every single overpass that the truckers drove by, have Canadians waving Canadian flags and supporting signs and all of that. They set up a hotline where you can call and leave messages for the, the truckers to listen to as they drive children calling and with thank you so much for standing up for my freedom and my future these beautiful heartfelt messages they're giving the truckers ever at every gas station along the way people would meet them and bring them food bring them supplies give them letters bake them cookies um, put things to put up in their truck for encouragement it just warms my heart and my spirit to see humanity come together united not in an evil, angry way of burn it all down, but in this beautiful, unified way of peacefully having our voices heard. And it is working. They have, there is a little bit of some conflict apparently where Montana goes into Canada, right above uh, Montana. The border crossing there seems to be blocked and it's unclear if the truckers blocked it, which I'd be totally down with, but that would be a little bit sketchy breaking the law. But what it seems to actually be is that there's a police barricade around the truckers, not allowing the truckers to move forward, which is blocking the border. I'm not sure exactly which. I've seen both sides reported, so I can't be sure, but it's a little bit hilarious either way. I mean, like, that's what happens is disruption, right? Disruption is what needs to happen to really get it going. And of course, to, to the truckers were very afraid that Canadians would not be in support of this because they, they it's going to be a sacrifice for Canada also for just regular Canadians because they're not going to get their supplies delivered. They're not going to get the gas delivered to the gas stations. Like things are not going to be delivered. And they, again, th the support has just been overwhelming. They had raised almost $8 million on their GoFundMe page from supportive Canadians and Americans before GoFundMe shut down their page. So I don't know why GoFundMe, it, or why anyone is fundraising on GoFundMe anymore. I don't know why that would even be happening because GoFundMe has shut down every single conservative movement, including every little tiny one that is like a vaccine injured child where they've you know been open about their story and tried to raise money for their hospital expenses. GoFundMe shuts those down. So let's not do the GoFundMe thing anymore, you guys. They take 10% of what you raise. So if you raise $8 million on GoFundMe, GoFundMe gets 10% of that, right? So let's just not fund GoFundMe anymore. I think that's, a, we just, we're going to do that, okay? So I, I just think it's so hilarious 
and so powerful and so beautiful and the media is not they're either not reporting it at all or they're slandering it or they're trying to make it look like it's not as big as it is and this has been reported by these beautiful citizen journalists on the scene in ottawa that are reporting the media showing like they're setting up their cameras for example where behind the reporter there's like 20 trucks and if they would just have put their camera the opposite direction there would have been hundreds of trucks behind them but of course they're trying to report on it because they have to it's a, it's now very widely known in Canada not so much here they have to report on it but they're trying to minimize it why is that because we have power you guys we have more power than we think and when we are united truly we will stand we cannot be divided and fall right? That's the slogan. United we stand, divided we fall. They cannot divide us. We cannot fall if we don't let them divide us. That's what I'm trying to say. We cannot fall if they don't let us be divided. We must be united. And this is such a beautiful example of that. And a journalist, these are some stories I've heard coming out of Ottawa. A journalist asked one of the truckers, it just makes me laugh, how long do you plan to stay in Ottawa? And they said, we're thinking two weeks to flatten the curve, which is like the perfect response. But the real answer from all of these truckers is basically until, until we've been raising enough money, we have enough support, people are coming out with hundreds and hundreds of pizzas, giving it to these guys. They've brought pizza ovens out I mean, it is snowing. It was like negative 23 degrees the last video I was watching. Just outrageous conditions for citizens to just be out there. And of course, the truckers have to keep their trucks running 24-7 because it's freezing cold. And so they have to keep the heat on in their truck, which of course is not conserving any fuel. Well, one of the uh, edicts put out by the Canadian government is that these gas stations are not allowed to fill uh, sell gas to the truckers, right, as they've been coming through. So what happens? This is a story I heard. The trucker, guess where, where gas stations get gas? <laughs> From semi-trucks. So instead of delivering that gas, the semi-truck, instead of delivering it to the gas station, they just brought it directly to the truckers and they have been putting the fuel directly in the trucks. Uh, there was a, a, a story about um, several tow trucks uh, companies in Ottawa that had been called by various government officials and police in Ottawa and asked to show up on the scene and start towing trucks out. And all of the towing companies said, we can't due to COVID. Like we all have COVID. They used COVID as the cover to not be allowed to go out and tow the trucks. It's just, again, it's just this unity that gives me such hope for humanity, just hope in mankind. And Justin Trudeau is now just still in hiding. He's not addressing it. And all he can do is use vicious language. That is the only thing he can do, right? I mean, that's really all that anyone can do. This is why the left just loves to call every single thing racist, because it's really the only thing they can do. They can't use logic. They can't use reason. And I'm not speaking about every single person on the left. I'm talking about the activated progressive left, right? That is against what we know to be America, right? The culture of America, like the freedom. They're just standing in opposition. Very, very pro-government. They can't use logic. They can't have their ideas stand on their own they, because there's no reason behind it, right? You just can't have a debate. So we have to have emotional argumentative rhetoric, just emotional outbursts. And, you know, um, 
Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough have talked about this also in the nature of this conversation around vaccines and why people get so just belligerent when you try to confront them or have a conversation about the mandates. There's just this emotional belligerence that comes out and this fear that, you know, you can see it in their face. There's a fear. There's this like aggressive sense of how dare you not just come into alignment with the narrative. It's just such an interesting thing. Like we used to be able to say, agree to disagree, you know, like move on with our day, have discussion and have debate. That seems to have been gone, right? Um, I also want to say that there, the police report of the first four days, this was the only one I've heard so far, the first four days of them in Ottawa, they've maybe been in Ottawa now eight days. It's, it's still been a relatively new movement here. Um, the police report said in Ottawa, in the first four days of this huge scale protest, there were no deaths and no injuries, no damaged property. They actually have video of the truckers taking um, care of the, the national monuments and the different statues and, and other things. Um, it's just a beautiful movement. It really is. And now there's this movement and rumbling in the United States to mimic it and do the same thing. It's actually going global, but hopefully here in the United States, we start to see they're wanting to drive across country to DC and do the same thing until the mandates are all lifted. There's huge potential. This is super inspiring. This is really, really fantastic and super cool to see, right? I was talking about Trudeau and his response, his vicious language. I want to circle back to that. Sorry, got off track for a second in my brain in all the excitement. And all he can do is from his hiding place, wherever it is, he won't come out and confront. And not that you need a confrontation, right? He has said that he won't use the military. I'm grateful for that. He shouldn't. That's not appropriate. But he tweets. Again, we don't like presidents or prime ministers that have mean tweets, right? Or do we? I forget. Justin Trudeau tweets, Today in the House, members of Parliament unanimously condemned the anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-Black racism, homophobia, and transphobia that we see on display in Ottawa over the past number of days. Together, let's keep working to make Canada more inclusive. What on actual earth? This is very, 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 very clearly about vaccine mandates. This is like the exact same thing as January 6th. And yes, the media is saying it's the exact same thing as January 6th. Here we have a violent insurrection. That's the narrative being put down around this already. This is a violent insurrection. This couldn't be further from a violent insurrection. Same as January 6th. Could not be further from a violent insurrection, right? Language is so powerful. And Trudeau doesn't say one thing about COVID, jab mandates, anything like that in his tweet. No, he says things like anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-Black racism, homophobia, transphobia. That is, no, there's not a single thing about that. There's just, that's absolutely not why anyone's there. Not at all. Nothing like that. But again, it uses language viciously. These are terrible things to call people especially when that's not how they feel or who they are or what they're standing up against. This is exactly what happened to us at January 6th is we're called racist white supremacist. I'm sorry. I was there for voter integrity. I was there for voter integrity, <laughs> not because I'm a racist or a white supremacist. I don't even know how those words got involved in whites in, in January 6th. Certainly wasn't there to be an insurrectionist. Not at all. Wasn't part of the plan. So it's so hilarious that like, but that's what everybody thinks of you. That's what will go down because the power of language, this is where the activated left really knows what they're doing. 
they use language as a weapon and people are not critically thinking enough. They love their little tweets. They're 127 characters or however long a tweet is. They are very short attention spans. They read headlines. They don't read the context. They don't understand history. I was this person two years ago, so I'm not trying to be critical. This is why I started this podcast, so that whoever's listening isn't one of those people, so that people feel educated, they feel informed, they feel like they know there's a different side of the narrative that is being suppressed or censored, right? So I just wanted to tell you about this because the few people I've brought it up to in the last couple of days, my neighbor, my massage therapist... They had not heard a lick about it, which I was shocked because I've just been watching it and tearing up every morning. So I wanted to bring it to your attention. I hope that you look into it. I hope you start to follow some things on social media. If you're on social media, if you're not, get off, get on Telegram, uh, get on Getter, start to, they're all there. You'll see all the, you won't miss any of this stuff if you're on those sorts of platforms that are just talking about all the other things that are going on, the real things that are going on in the world. That was a lot, guys. We had a lot to cover. I hope that gave you just an inspiration shot and a little bit of encouragement in the human race. We're not so bad after all. There's maybe hope for us. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And, of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray over those truckers. I just pray over their hearts and souls, their minds, their spirit. Lord, I just lift them up, encourage them, protect them, give them wisdom. Let them know uh, when you would have them move, when you would have them go home, when you would have them stay and stand. Lord, I just pray that they are listening to you and praying to you, Lord. And yeah, that you would just protect them. Just put your shield of protection all around them, all around this whole movement, Lord. And I just pray that it would spread this spirit of unity, Lord, that it would spread for all the right reasons, that people would stand up for humanity, even when some of the humanity wishes that you wouldn't be standing up for them. We know that any of these movements for anti-mandate, it's not anti-choice, it's pro-choice, right? It is, I hate to use that word, but it is the right to choose what is right for your medical autonomy. Lord, we just pray that you would lift up these movements and that they would be unified, Lord, and that they would shine glory on you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.